Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. Welcome to the podcast. We are at episode number six. Is email two hands now? Yeah, look at that. We're having fingers. It, well, we kind of snuck one in last week. So if you didn't catch the last one, we, we snuck it in about uh, Happy Joe Witty, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one. Uh, it wasn't officially a podcast. It was an interview. It was I good did, audio. But... I, after you told me about it, I went and, and listened to it, and uh, that was pr- there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff in there. The man knew business. He knew entrepreneurship. He knew how to treat employees right. He really did. I mean, when you called me, I'm like, oh, I got to go back and listen, because I've, I've heard it before, but in listening to it again, there's a lot of stuff in there. Well, I hadn't listened in a couple years either and yeah I caught a lot more this time uh when I recorded that I was more concerned with keeping the interview on track and when I you know listened for enjoyment it yeah. was uh it was good but is email marketing dead is the topic today uh so this is a tough one because people just get bombarded with email and you're going to be hearing this pretty darn close to Black Friday. Actually, sure. you should be hearing this a couple days before if you're listening in real time. If not, you'll know what we're talking about. But um, just people are going to get hammered. They're going to get hundreds of emails in their inbox. And the question becomes, is it still effective to even use email marketing? I no. think, it, well, you know, I, I was going to say people get bombarded with email, at least in my respect, they get bombarded with email that they request. I don't get, I mean, I get a lot of email, but a lot of the emails I get are things I sign up for. So then later I'm not too, maybe once a day I clean out my four, e, you know, inboxes and see what's there. There's a lot of stuff that I, I'm done with that company and I'm too lazy to unsubscribe, but I don't know. I mean, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of stuff I get, I ask for. Well, I, I, I get that too, and but there's some that abuse it. So I got a couple oh, in my yeah. inbox right now. Uh, Omaha Steaks is one. They're amazing mm-hmm. marketers, but they're just hammering my inbox. Another one is DSW, the designer shoe warehouse. I bought, I bought some shoes for our, our six-year-old, and now every literally every day I get some promo but it's for women's shoes. They failed. Mm, yeah. Failed the segment. Unless you're buying something for your wife. No, I mean. No, I went and updated it too. It knows I'm a man and it still is... thinks I want to wear <laughs> women's shoes. So, well, I mean, there is a segment out there. I mean, Hell, not for young. this show. Yeah. I, there are a few like that. Uh, ba- was it Bath and Body Works, the place at the mall that you go? I mean, like the place that if you buy it full price as a man, you're an idiot because there's <laughs> always a sale. So it's like, you know, buy three, get three free or buy this or do this. Well, and it's get like Kohl's. Yeah, I mean, if you buy anything full full price at Kohl's either, you're you're really not very smart. Well, That's true. I'm not very smart because last week I was in Kansas City and I had... But you for- needed something. I had forgotten probably. a belt. Yeah. No, it's totally different. This is the you o- needed it. The only time someone yeah. plays retail at Kohl's, it was yep. like $35 for a belt that you knew was worth 12 but... <laughs> Uh, you knew they'd have it. Um, I hate that store, by the way, but that's a different story. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of the numbers. Let's get real boring right off the bat. Some numbers in email. So everyone that does email marketing wants to talk about open rates because it's one of the things they have a, a real number on, right? The question is, what's good? And, and you had kind of asked me about this, right? You know, so what's what's a good open rate on email? Any idea? I'm going to say... Five percent. Well, the answer is it depends. Of course, of course. So I knew that was here's coming. here's where people get it wrong. Is it should be darn near a hundred percent if it's a transactional email. Someone requested something. You know, here's your password reset. So you got to be careful with these stats because that should, of course, be opened. Um, 
to a house email list that you're regularly sending some piece of content or something, we usually see 15 to 20%. See, that seems high. I mean, maybe it's not because I think about it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, as I'm, we're just talking here, I'm looking through, I have three or four business accounts for my businesses and then I have my personal account and I'm like the Dollar Shave Club evidently just shipped me a box. I don't need to open that email because they, I know now they shipped me something that evidently is on auto pay that I forgot about, <laughs> that I just got dinged for $39. So, I mean, but there's other stuff that I, I, I think the open rates for me are lower because, because you can see the subject line or I can, in my inbox, I can peruse through it isn't just cold, like I'm going to go one to the next to the next. But I, I mean, for me, I, I bet I opened 70% of those emails because you're right. I asked for them. I wanted them. Right. Or I want to see what crazy, stupid promotion I don't really need to go spend money on that sucks me in. I don't know. Sonic got me today. Nah, 99 cent mozzarella sticks. Good, healthy food for you. Good eats. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a note. We're going to do a future uh, session on subscription services because uh, when you said uh, the Dollar Shave Club, we got a lot of lessons there, but can't go into them now. So I'm surprised that you actually think 15 to 20% is good because most business owners I talk to that don't have a frame of reference think that's horrendous. Really? Yeah. I, and I only know that because I, I pay attention to some of the yeah. stuff you do and I, and I read a little bit. I, I'm kind of along for the ride on this podcast, so I'm not the expert that you are, but I, I know that the answer is not 3 or 4%, like a lot of business owners would think. I mean, it, it is higher if it's the right email to the right person, I imagine. Well, if you're sending garbage, it's 3 or 4%. We've seen that, too, plenty of times. I mean, but we're talking just open rates. We're not talking about, like, yeah. like people spending money. or I mean, well, I would, they learn you send garbage, though, and yeah, stop, exactly. stop paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. And, and you're talking about an average over... So, like, for, for my business now, with Black Friday coming up, I, I, I damn well hope that my open rate is better than 15 to 20%. We'll I hope see. it's, like, 85% because most of them are already requesting information. I mean, I can't... I'm not just trying to do it to a cold list. Make but. sure you're sending those in advance for Black Friday. Anyone that's listening to this as we release it, which you should be, send those in advance, you know, maybe five, six hours earlier than you really think they need delivered because there's a lot of game changing on that behind the scenes too. Um, so here's here's what we get a lot of times. Someone is getting horrendous, by their opinion, open rates. So what do they do? They blame their email provider. You know, maybe they're using constant contact. I'm going to go try MailChimp, mm-hmm. thinking that's magically going to solve it. It's not? <laughs> no, surprise, surprise, it doesn't much matter. Hey, sponsored by FedEx today, we got deliveries. Look at that, yeah. right in the hallway. Ours, we don't have security in this uh, podcasting studio, a.k.a. conference room, but... All right. Uh, what provider? Yeah. Switching providers doesn't make a difference. It, it has more to do with you than it does the provider. All the providers are pretty good at getting email delivered. Um, it's more so up to the reputation of your sending domain. So if you're sending from the same you know, email account or domain, that's going to follow you. You have a reputation. Uh, and even if you're not quote unquote blacklisted, your deliverability can suffer because of it. Uh, another thing that greatly impacts email marketing and whether or not it's beneficial to you is what you're sending. So we talked about, you know, people that are getting hammered with promos, things like that. The worst thing you can do is to buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now. Mm-hmm. Assuming you have a customer that is longer term. So if you have a short term one-time purchase, you know someone immediately needs the service and then they are literally worth nothing to you, go for it. 
hammer it out the gate. But the vast majority of businesses and service provider businesses we work with, that's not the case at all. They're looking for an ongoing client, um, a larger dollar transaction that's going to take a while to close, um, something like that. And if they're sending buy now, buy now, buy now, yeah, they might get a couple percent, but they're, they're leaving a lot on the table. The, the other thing, in addition to what we're sending, is how often we send. So do you know what the you know, ideal send frequency is? How often should we be sending to our list? I'm going to say uh, a couple times a week, maybe. I baited you others. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the answer probably is it depends, right? Well, it, here's it, the important thing is it's consistent. So you want to do it the same all the time. You don't want to vary it up and one week send them six emails and then not send them another one for two weeks. Yeah, so if you're sending monthly, which I don't advise, I don't think that's often enough, but say you're sending monthly and all of a sudden you start sending twice a week or daily, this is a problem mm-hmm. uh, because the recipient's not expecting it. So they're, all of a sudden there's behavioral change and the emails, uh, internet service providers see that and all of a sudden you can't get your stuff delivered or they unsubscribe. So it's important you're consistent in what you send and how often you send it. It's, it's setting an expectation and an unspoken agreement with your email subscriber. So if you're emailing weekly tips, they should be weekly. Is there exception? Yes. Black Friday, a good exception? Yeah. People are going to expect it. They're going to delete a crap ton mail on Black Friday. It's going to be harder to get it opened. Um, but they're probably not going to be offended by getting a few extra emails either, assuming there's some good value in there. What else do you think affects email effectiveness? Anything you found? Because you, you've done a fair amount of email marketing. You inherited some of my systems, but yeah. you built your own too. I don't know if this is if this is perception on my part, if it's reality. I think the time of the day that you send the email seems to matter. Yeah. Um, again, kind of consistency, but you have to know your audience, who you're sending to mm-hmm. and why. Um, you know, you want to send in the middle of the night to someone that you're sending to a work email address of VP level, right? They're sure. Just, they're not gonna, hopefully they're not checking it. One thing that I have seen that, that works better, at least in my business with the DJ and the photo booth business, is when I started incorporating video in emails, I found that my open rates went up dramatically. Yep. Um, and of course, then I didn't bother to continue that. I mean, I did it for a while and then <laughs> and then got lazy and didn't do it as much. But when I do that consistently, I'm amazed at how much. It's like sometimes double as much. And, and not only the open rate, but the actual follow through and uh, success rate of, of getting a booking or getting a, a phone call or a follow through is exponentially higher. Now, when you say video, are you talking about including like a link to a YouTube video or using one of the providers like BombBomb or one of I those? used BombBomb for a long time. Um, I, in fact, my year subscription just, just came up for renewal recently. Um, yes, using BombBomb seemed to, it just got, I, people were curious, I think. is I, I would get brides that would say, I was just wanted to see what you were going to say. I, it was interesting. I could see the video. It you know, it was play here. It tells you to play it. I think it is intriguing. So, I yeah, I have not tried just sending them to a, a link. It's it's with that service. There is this, you know, the clip there so you can see. It. I think that that helps. At least I, I have found. And, and, again, when you talk to 17 people about why they clicked on it, that's hardly 
market research per se, but most of them would say, ah, I thought it was, I just wanted to see what you would have to say or what you were going to offer me or why are you were sending me a video? Now, was that one-off video like recorded specifically for the recipient? Yes. Okay. That's what I liked about those. I mean, granted, we did it the other way for a while. We record one video and send it to a bunch of people, but I found the open rates again were way higher and the follow through rates were higher. If I sent Susie a video that said, Hey Susie, it's Kevin Walker. Instead of just sending a video that says, Hey, it's Kevin. Uh, people like to be have things that are personalized. That's yep. like, I you may you may feel like I care about you because I used your name in the beginning of this video. Yep. Well, we're living in an automated world, and yep. they, they can tell when you took the effort. Mm-hmm. It gets you a chance, at least. It's exactly. That's you're right. That's almost like <laughs> it just gets you in the door now. Yep. It's like as opposed to just genericness. Yeah. So. You know, it's the, it used to be the subject line, but in this case, we can get past the subject line. It's getting it opened. And, and yeah, the one-off recorded videos, you know, we've done those before. Depending on the audience, I've seen over 80% view rate on the video. Not mm-hmm. email open, yeah. but actually watch right. the video. Um, and those are getting harder to get through too now, but by far, that's probably most open that I've seen. And they, a lot of times they will go through and watch it multiple times. <laughs> like, like you didn't understand what I said the first three times, but I like well, that's that. kind of creepy, but yeah, yeah I've, I've a little seen bit. that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. So, I mean, to me, I think video is the biggest thing. You're right. It used to be subject line. Um, sometimes I find I will open, if it's not a video, I'll open emails that have colorful pictures or graphics or things that are appealing visually to my eye. Yeah. Assuming that my I'm in a spot of town where Verizon Wireless works well enough for my, my email to load. Yeah. Actually, recording those videos out in the middle of nowhere where they're kind of blippy is good, too. You know, yeah. Too polished. Mm-hmm. We, we almost err on the side of too polished as far as our look on this sure. podcast. Yep. Um, but I assure you, there's not a ton of people listening, and it's recorded just for you. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, video will help it out. Uh, consistent uh, consistent send times, frequency, and just setting the expectation up front and, and sticking to that. So when you make drastic changes, you cause lots of problems for yourself. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the spam box, how to avoid the spam inbox. Coming up next. When you listen to a podcast, do you think to yourself, I wish I could do that? I'd like to share my product, my service, my business ideas. Well, we can help you with that. At Kevin Walker Media, we specialize in helping you plan, execute, and then share your idea, your podcast. We can even help you create a video podcast if you'd like. If you want more information, hit me up, 563-508-3418, or email me at kevin at kevinwalkermedia.com. We'll come to you on-site one or two days, depending on your needs. We'll help you plan, we'll help you record, we'll help you execute, and then we'll share your message, your podcast with your listeners, with your potential clients as well. So if you need help with that, hit me up, 563-508-3418, or email me at kevin at kevinwalkermedia.com, and let's get your idea off the ground, share your good news, and get your podcast started. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back and we are talking about email marketing. Is it dead? It can be. Is it dead? It can be. If you do it wrong, it's definitely dead. It's not. So it used to be the get rich quick thing, right? If I send out a couple million emails and just a tiny, tiny fraction of a percentage buy, I'm going to be rich. Yeah. It's the stuff infomercial dreams are made of. 
Um, doesn't work. <laughs> don't don't try it. Did it work then? I mean, did it, uh, did it well, even work then? Really? No, it still got you shut down back then. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what we're talking about now. So your email marketing providers will shut you down if you start sending garbage in. You get a lot of spam complaints. <laughs> uh, that's the last thing you want to happen. And uh, it's definitely due to your own fault. But let's talk about the definition of spam first off. So uh, most people have... I have Gmail-based email, and there is a spam box, and it rarely, if ever, gets checked. Oh, I hardly ever do either. But it exists, and the email mm-hmm. was technically delivered. Sure. But it was not viewed, unless I'm looking for an email that I think got misclassified, which happens sometimes. So, I'm talking about the spam box, not the promotions tab. So, Gmail, by default, I don't know if it's still this way, but it used to have multiple inboxes automatically. It mm-hmm. had Main inbox, I think social and promotions, I think is what it was. I've put it all back to one at this point, but promotions tab is a completely different thing. So we're talking about spam. So do you think you have a definition of what is email spam? My definition would be email that I did not ask for or that is not wanted. I mean, typically more so that I did not ask to receive. Okay. So you're dead on because you're looking at it from the recipient perspective. Yeah. And the answer is it's whatever the recipient thinks it is. Okay. So this is, this is where we get in trouble as the sender because we might think differently than the person receiving that email. So definition of spam is whatever the recipient thinks is spam. Um, and they have that little report spam button. That report spam button is very bad for you if a lot of people click it. There is, there is a stat, kind of the general right now what an allowable spam report rate is. So per 1,000 emails, guess how many reports you're allowed to have of spam? Less than 10? One. One? One. That doesn't leave much room for error. If you get more than one, you're over the rate. If you repeatedly get more than one, almost every legitimate email marketing company is going to shut your account down. They're going to warn you first, but they'll shut it down eventually. How do you avoid that then? In, in today's world where people have no patience, pe- people yeah. might just be clicking that because they're annoyed by something that they forgot that they asked for. Well, most of the time they click delete. Well, I'd say that's what I don't think I've ever hit the report this as spam. I just delete it. Or if I happen to be subscribed to it, I just unsubscribe. I mean, I don't want to get anybody like booted off their livelihood or anything, but at, at the same time, I just it's easy to delete. I'm pretty mean though. If I didn't opt in, and I've gotten several. I clicked the thing. So today, you know, I mentioned Omaha Steaks. They got clicked again because their unsubscribe's not working. So every time I get one now, actually, I've done it about five times. So I report five. I, I have gotten irritated about that. You're right. Where you unsubscribe, and then you find out later that they have multiple inside your main subscription. It's like, oh, you only unsubscribe to like yeah. new shoes for dads with two girls. I mean, it's <laughs> like, wait a minute. I don't want any of your emails. Remove me from fe- all future emails or whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I did that a few times. I stopped now and just put a filter where it automatically deletes them. But that's pretty bad that I had to go to that length. That was because their system, I know what it is, doesn't allow a, a plus sign in the email address. So I gave them an email address with a plus sign, and the unsubscribe technology doesn't work on their end. So I could <laughs> sign up, but not, then you're nice. there, there forever. So mm. There you go. Um, so that they got dinged by me. But on average, for however many thousand they send, they know that there's the upset guy like me out there, sure. one per a thousand, still well within range. Um, start getting more than that. Bad things happen. Not only are you getting shut down, but your email doesn't get delivered. Uh, it doesn't hit the inbox. It just goes straight to spam. All kinds of fun things. And this is 
This is like the highest tech thing right now is where you receive your email, like whether it goes to inbox or promotions or spam, is unique to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So Gmail doesn't say every email from profit911.biz is going to promotions. No, you're right. And, and the funny, I, as you're talking about this, I use my iPhone a lot. And in my Gmail app, it all comes to my inbox. But if I'm on a computer, that Bath and Body Works one goes to my promotions tab. I mean, all the things I'm subscribed to go to promotions. But if I'm on my iPhone, it all comes to the same inbox. So if you're on your computer and you get one of those in promotions and you move it over to inbox, Gmail pays attention to that. They do. You're right. They do. If you do that a few times or you're opening more, they know that you're interested in the email. So you might be and Joe down the street might not be. And it's completely different. So when you're testing your email and you're sending to yourself to see where it gets delivered, it's completely irrelevant. In fact, if your email to yourself's not going in your inbox, there's some major issues <laughs> That's going <a> problem. on. Because <laughs> you're probably reading them and opening them more than anyone else. So you can't test your own email messages. Um, also, you would need to test on multiple uh, service providers. So, you know, Gmail, Hotmail, slash Yahoo, AOL still exists. Techie and me hates still that a it thing. Does. It's still and a thing. It is, it is still a thing, you know. The tech- and usually when you run into a client who has one, <laughs> they, they, uh, they like apologize for it or they act all funny. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm the one guy. Yeah. I'm like, there's one out there every time. No, it's, the tech people in the world laugh about it, but I assure you it's still plentiful. And <laughs> some so of those people sad. have money that are still in the who AOL Who actually owns stuff. AOL now? I mean, who? I don't know. I mean, that didn't, the last right. thing I remember was Time Warner's merger, but, God, that was I mean, that's going to be Yahoo in a few years, I think. I I don't know, but there's there's a bunch of them. Oh, one other cool thing about that one per 1,000 stat, that's per internet service provider as well. So say Gmail got three out of 1,000 and all the rest were zero, you still have a problem. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So this, Seems a little bit uh, on the, I don't know, a little bit on the low side. I mean, to one out of 1,000? It's only getting worse. So this game is getting tougher by the day. The rules are changing by the day. We aren't told what the rules are for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to tell you what the algorithm is because then, of course, everyone just works their way around the algorithm. So, so what do you do? You just throw your hands up and give up? <laughs> probably. Well, that'd be the question. Is it dead, right? Probably not. The sm- I mean, I, I, if it works at all, it's not dead, I think. I mean, it may not be It may not be as effective, but if, I, if there are still clients that generate revenue for your business how can you say it's dead or completely dead it may be partially on life support i guess yeah um i think it still exists and i think it's a foundational core element of marketing still but anyone that's relying exclusively on email your days are numbered and they probably have been for a while Uh, they have been but the the end is is near i mean you already got hurt i assure you Mm mm-hmm but if you still haven't learned your lesson and email is your primary method of communication, I don't know. I'm not going to venture a guess, but I can tell you for sure that one year from now, the rules are completely different than they are right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I totally agree with that. And it, whether it's, I mean, you're in the business of this kind of thing and I use some of these tools. I'm also 50 years old and I got like my 19 year old daughter. If I say I sent you an email, will you check it? She'll be like, hold on. <laughs> Let me figure out where it's at. Is it, do you send it to my Yahoo or my Gmail? She does have a Yahoo account and prefers me to send it there than Gmail, but it's, she, I mean, could you just send it to me in Messenger? Yep. Well, I could, but I didn't. I sent you an email from my phone. 
So, uh-huh. so I'm not on the leading edge of that yet because I would prefer things hit the email box. I can sort them a lot better. Yep. When people, especially clients, connect via messenger yeah. or the very few that have the ability to text message, it gets lost. I like the organization of an inbox. And I like, I mean, again, on my iPhone, I can take my six different emails related from personal and business, and it's relatively easy. I can mount, monitor all. I, I can't even imagine if I got all that stuff in my Facebook Messenger. I mean, be like, I'd never yep. be off Facebook. It gets lost. Because yeah. if, if I have something I have to take action on and I see it in Facebook, I have to make a task somewhere else or it's just not getting done. It's going to get buried. Um, so it's tough. So. A couple of just best practices. We already talked about a few, which is frequency, expectation, content type. Don't. Here's another one. We didn't talk about it, but it happens. So small business owners often have a lot of businesses. Just because someone signed up for business A and is a good customer there doesn't mean they want to hear about business B from you. I think that would be. That seems like a no brainer. It's not. I don't know. Yeah, I have all these names in the database already. Let's hit them. See, maybe you've trained me well when I bought your business. I would never think to do that. Well, you have some service crossover. So in in that business, I intentionally branded with different names the disc jockey service from the photo Mm -hmm. booth business. Yeah. So there's a fine line there. We know that there's a common customer type. So we know that there's a good chance of crossover. So we do cross promote. If you wanted to do it the best way, you would be sending from the proper entity introducing the other one uh, mm-hmm. rather than just hammering them with ads for the other service. Makes sense. Hold yeah. on, let me write that down. But some people <laughs> some people have dissimilar businesses, though. And yeah. Not uncommon at all, actually. So if I owned a liquor store, I couldn't use that same list, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could. After the wedding, they might need it. Figure out which ones didn't make it to the altar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. We'll send your limo to come pick up liquor at our store. <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. Um, the other thing people do... Uh, you know, most people are aware of this trend of, of email not working as well. And the gut reaction of a lot of people is to send more. Let's you know, double up. They're, they're seeing it half as much, so let's send twice as many emails. It, it's a death spiral. <laughs> You're just like more, you just send in more I, crap then. We need like a bottle rocket on the sound of it. <laughs> so the, the explosion is coming. Um, no, it, it just, it hurts you more because you're going to get, you know, less interaction, less engagement. I don't even think I've used that word yet, but that's the key thing now. We want engagement. So not only do they open the email, but we want to see that click. Mm-hmm. The service providers want to see a click through. So that's where if you're sending articles and educational content, you'll often see a teaser for a few sentences and then a click here to read more. Yep. Reason for that is they want the click through because it shows the engagement and the interaction and it helps with delivery. But if you keep just ramping up the same thing, uh, you're in trouble. If you are email alone, you're in severe trouble. You need more media. Um, most people default to email because it's cheap, obviously, right? Essentially zero cost mm-hmm. to get it delivered. You know, there is some, but you know, Dan Kennedy keeps saying at some point, someone's going to find a way to tax email. Yeah. But for now, they don't. Direct mail, of course, they're, you know, got to pay for a stamp, so... Tones it down a bit, but uh, is it worth all the hassle? Final thoughts, Kevin? What do, you, what do you think after me telling you all the bad sides of email marketing? I would say that if you do it correctly and pay attention to the stuff you talked about and best practices, I think it can be very successful, but it also can be a disaster if you don't do it correctly. 
Yep. Spray and pray and you're in trouble, but keep it targeted, consistent, um, show up reliably, and allow people to get off your list very easily. You actually want them off if they want off. So keep the unsubscribe links where they're supposed to be. Um, you can do the thing where, hey, get off this list, get off the other, but most of the service providers also have a, a one button unsubscribe. If you are manually sending bulk email, like you have something hooked up with Gmail that just kicks them all out, um, yeah, that that's not going to work much longer. <laughs> it's getting through some of it. Most of the time you're going to go to spam as soon as they figure out you're sending the same email um, without compliance in there. But it is it is probably worth the hassle, the headache. Um, but make sure you're teaming it up and tightly, not just randomly teaming it up with other media. So that's it. Email marketing still alive. It is on life support. I don't think it's going anywhere. It'll continue to be around. Uh, its effectiveness will continue to be less and less for most businesses coming up next week. Amazon sent you what? I, yeah. Huh? I know what Amazon sends me, and it's a lot of stuff with my wife's name on it. (laughs) Don't open those. You'll be in trouble. Exactly. So coming up next week on Episode 7, Amazon sent you what? And we will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.